0: Wildfire Concepts presents Seven Figure Furnace, digital marketing discussions with internet-made millionaires with your host, Cindy Donovan.
1: In this episode, I interview Walter Bayless, creator of multiple highly successful software products like Rep1, HydroVid. He's been consistently seeing great results with webinars, so much so that he even developed his own webinar platform, Webinar Geo, which is going to be released a little bit later in March. Now, during this episode, Walt is going to share his exact strategy for raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars using online webinars, and specifically how he structures his pricing, how he finds the perfect products to sell, and how he gets stellar conversions every single time. So... Walter, thank you for being here.
0: Hey, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, it's a pleasure.
1: <laughs> now, before we dive into all the good stuff, this is actually the very first episode of Seven Figure Furnace, and also the first in our series about webinars. So maybe we could just quickly cover a couple of basics. Well, do you reckon you could tell our listeners what is a webinar and why are they so awesome?
0: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, a webinar is a seminar held on the web. So uh, if you understand what a seminar is, a seminar is somebody that's got a message to share. It might be coaching, might be training, it might be uh, information of any kind. Take that audience and put them on the internet. Now, of course, with technology, we can have an audience that's spread anywhere across the world and you can communicate to people like we are in separate countries right now, communicating with live time voice and chat and be able to do the seminar. On the web, so that's a webinar. Why are they so awesome? Well, because the web itself lends itself to uh, a lot of impersonalizations. in me. So, what do I mean by that? You go to a web page, you're looking at the web page, um, making a decision on, on a product, perhaps buying that product. You're researching, you're trying to find something out. Even if you're doing a training course, you're you're online, you're reading through the PDFs, you're, you're you know watching video training, that kind of stuff there's no personal interaction. Why are webinars so awesome? Because it allows people to communicate in live time um, and adds that personalization to the whole experience again. So what we, what we end up with is this interactive experience and rather than, just, uh, rather than a, a message and a decision, so I put out a message and some, whoever sees that message makes a decision about it. Um, rather than that being a very um, non-engaged loop, with a webinar, when you put out a message, you have the opportunity to get live feedback. You can communicate with the people. You can make sure that any questions that haven't been clearly explained are answered, and you, you end up with a much higher level of engagement.
1: Yeah, so it's really about engagement and interaction and, and getting a face for your brand and your and your company and the product that you're promoting. Um, yeah, 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 I know um, that you're right. Internet really does give a whole lot of anonymity. Um you, know, you have products um, where you have support desks and some of the stuff that people send into support desks, I know I, I know for sure that nobody would come and say some of this stuff to your face because they, they assume that, you know, the internet is out there and it's something that, you know, we're not real people. But when you put a face on it, um, yeah. yeah, people want to buy and they want to connect.
0: And, and, and from a, a purchasing point of view, it makes communicating the message of the product a lot easier. If you're doing a demonstration of a product online, people can actually see it working in live time. They don't have to guess. Does it do that? Doesn't it? Uh, and make assumptions about that product, so they that the buying experience is a lot higher. There's of course lots of different types of webinars, as we know. There's training webinars, there's coaching, there's sales. There's lots of different um, environments where webinars work. And certainly from a sales perspective, if if a customer can see uh, and engage with a face, a person who's talking through the sale itself, the product, what it does, and how it works, then they 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 don't have to make the assumptions of where the of what they think the product does. they can see it. They can uh, walk through it with the creator of the product. They can ask questions and they can make sure they feel comfortable about that purchase.
1: Mm, yeah, that's really good. So, in this um, podcast, I want to really talk about price points. So, what have you found to be the best best converting price point, and how do you how do you come to that decision?
0: Um, well, it depends. The first the first thing that I've got there from a, an answer to that question is to to make it a no brainer. And so to make it a no-brainer, I mean, when, when you're looking at a product, you're seeing the value of it. Um, if, if it gets to the point of the pricing and it causes either one of these two reactions, the first reaction being, then it's too high. The second reaction being, really? Then it's too high. You know, so we've, I've run webinars and, and thanks very much for the, for the um, very kind words in your introduction. One of the things you said was getting stellar conversions every time. That, that hasn't happened by accident. We've run a webinar, and I'll give you a real example. We've run a webinar with a product at two thousand dollars, okay, which is quite a high-end product. We and we converted off the clock, okay. We did a we did an incredible amount of sales of that particular product. Uh, I think we did over one hundred and sixty thousand dollars in sales on a ninety-minute webinar, right? So, at a two thousand-dollar product, now the same product. Repackaged with a different pricing. What we were trying to do was get more people involved. We actually re ran that webinar and we offered a $1 trial for 30 days, and people would not engage with it at all. Wouldn't you, couldn't you believe it? Like $2,000 piece of software, people were falling over themselves to buy it. But when we even offered them a trial, like, hey, it's only going to cost you a dollar, and then if you like it in 30 days, then you can pay. Mm. We, it was like crickets. We, it was just so unbelievable. that, that and, and the reason was the value, Cindy. We, we realised the fact that people saw us in 90 minutes go through something amazing. They could see the value. They could feel it. They knew that what they were looking at was of incredible value. Um, and when you put a price tag in front that's too low, it makes people go, oh, it, then you know maybe it's not quite as good as I thought it would be. So the other note that I've got there on, on pricing, how do you set the price? Is I actually wrote a blog post on this. Um, what I term is making sure that both sides are richer as a result. What do I mean by that? If I if I sell a, if I sell a product um, and happy to take the money, okay, and then it, at the end of the experience of buying that product, the people who have paid the money aren't happy with the result, then I'm richer financially, but they are poorer, okay? If you craft your product in such a way that no matter what it costs, the value far exceeds that cost. So let me give you an example. Um, if, if I look at a, a, a new car, for example, and I say, say you know, this car is $30,000. If you buy the car and you love it so much, it's so great, it gives you years of good service, it's the most comfortable, it's easy to drive, it's the best car you ever had, then that thirty thousand dollars has been well worth it for the lifetime of that car in the other side if you if you bought the car and at thirty thousand dollars and it gives you no of trouble and it, it's always uh, in the, the shop um, you you know it has a weird jutter when you're driving and a, and a bad smell and blah 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 then you, you don't have that thirty thousand dollars worth of So what I talk about is make sure that both sides of the transaction are richer as a result. If I sell you this for $100, I really want to make sure that you are richer as a result of buying it. You've got more value, you're able to do more things because you bought that particular product. So both sides need to be richer. The seller of the product richer from a financial perspective, certainly that they've been able to sell the product and put money in the bank. But the buyers of the product to be richer as a result of buying, they've got more value than the cost that they've outlaid so those two points of making it a no-brainer so it's 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 an easy decision to make to buy that product now that doesn't give you a price level because everything's going to be different and then making sure that both both sides of the transaction are richer if you follow those two steps you'll end up with a, a price point that, you, that is both um, easy to swallow from a consumer's point of view, and gives incredible value. And then it, it's an easy transaction. So as we've sold products, I think the most expensive product I've sold on a webinar has been $5,000, 44997 as they do in marketing circles. Yeah. Um, and the, the cheapest product we've sold on a webinar, uh, specifically on a webinar, has been the $1 trial, which went nowhere. But as a direct sale, I would say at $100. Um, and the conversions... The conversions pretty much stay the same depending on the value of the offer. So it's a matter of making sure that what you've got um, delivers that value, what is it worth to a consumer, um, and is it an easy decision for them to make? If it's a $100 product, don't try and sell it for $500. And conversely, if it's a $5,000 product, don't try and sell it for, for 100
1: Right, right. So um, I see people doing uh, single payments, multi-payments, um, as you mentioned, trial payments. Um yeah. So what's your um, opinion on, you know, whether to hit them up for a single payment or, you know, spread that out? So if it's a $1,000 product, do it in installments. What's your experience there?
0: Well, again, it depends on the product Um, and, of course, on the pricing of it. But um, what I've seen as a great technique, and and, uh, I've seen this done by some of the best people in the industry, is they'll they'll do the the single payment on the webinar. So they're talking about, um, so let's pick a price point just for the sake of the argument and say that it's a, Nine, nine, seven, that's so a $1,000 product. So they're, they're talking about the $1,000 product. They're building the value. Um, they've shown that actually if you if you buy this, you're getting this bonus and this bonus and you get this and you get that. And you're actually getting $10,000 worth of stuff. It's going to cost you $1,000. Okay, great. It's a, it's an easy decision. You get loads of value. It's $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, right? So you're pitching that single price point on the webinar. And then on the replay as well, so one of the most important things about a webinar and especially in today, we've seen that um, that the sequence. And I know that uh, some of you seven-figure famous guys are going to talk about the sequence of webinars later on in the series. So stay tuned, you guys. Um, so, uh, but we found in the sequence that, of course, we have a lead up. There's a webinar happening on this date. Register now. You know, it's happening tomorrow. Make sure you register. It's on in an hour. Getting that kind of build up towards the webinar. Then the webinar pitch, and uh, then the most important or, or the biggest. Part of the sales come in the follow-up, follow-up emails in terms of did you uh, did you miss the live webinar? Come and join on the replay, uh, and then talking about the offer that was presented on the webinar. And so, what we've really found works well is you pitch the single price point on the webinar: so thousand dollars, thousand dollars, thousand dollars. It's ten thousand dollars of the value. It's thousand dollars, thousand dollars, and you're, you're driving for as much of that uh, big uh, price set point as you can. And then towards the end of the replay sequence is when you start dropping in a uh, payment plan option okay so it's a thousand dollars thousand dollars thousand dollars come and watch the replay it's a thousand dollars come and watch the replay tomorrow it's thousand dollars we're closing the offer in 48 hours and because i know that a lot of you want to get involved but didn't have thousand dollars with you we're going to offer you the opportunity to have three payments of 397. so that's what i found works really well is present the product as it's priced at the time of the webinar and then try and get as much as you can from a sales perspective and then drop in the uh, multi-pay option towards the end. That's, from my personal perspective, what we've seen works really well.
1: Yeah, well, that totally makes sense. I mean, if people, it, it helps people just to get rid of any of those last hanging on um, you know, problems, issues to stop them from actually buying.
0: And, you know, for the people that have bought on the single price, you want to make right. sure that they feel special. So, yeah. you know, there'll, there'll be people that... Um, uh, they're on the webinar. They, they they had to scrape to get to, to get that money together. It wasn't it wasn't easy money for them um, So they've outlayed the money you what the last thing you want to do is make them feel like they should have waited You know, so if it's a thousand dollars make sure that the payment plan is higher so in other words if I pay the thousand dollars, I've actually got the best deal, but if I if i can't quite get the money together three payments of 397 actually works out to be an extra couple hundred dollars more to yeah. spread it out over that time so if you've paid the money up front you feel good that you've saved that money in the long term so yeah. you want to make sure that the payment plan uh, costs a little bit more
1: yeah exactly and it's going to stop um, people getting upset and getting refunds and getting feeling ripped off exactly um, <laughs> So when you're putting together products or you're finding products to sell on webinars, how do you find the ones that are going to sell? Like, do you have like a gut feeling when you look at a product and you go, yeah, this is going to sell really well at this price and, and stuff? Or do you find some that are just, you know, you know you need to sell it or you, you might sort of feel like you need to sell it um, but you know that it's going to be a tough sell? How do you how do you separate which ones are awesome which ones are going to be tough? Um, the, the, as you do it more
0: and more, so for anybody that's watching and, and listening to this, um, as you as you do this more and more, you'll get to know people in the industry. Um, so one of the one of the ways of me answering that is with with trust of the product creator. So um, I've done a lot of work with Damien Zamora, for example, from Go Mobile. Um, and when Damien hits me up and says, "Hey, Walt, XYZ product," um, I just I know that Damien's stuff always delivers an amazing value. Um, and so I, that's an easy decision for me to make. But it is a gut feel, really. You've got to know. You've got to know the person for a start. Who are they? What are they? What are their business values? What do their customers say about them? And, and it's really quick to find that kind of stuff on Facebook. Very quick search of them. Um, see the comments on the wall, and you get a pretty good understanding pretty quickly. Um, mm. But also see if you can find, you know, testimonials from previous products. Are the are the customers? going to have a good experience make sure you get a copy of it yourself if, if something is being sold and you're representing that something by by uh, setting up a webinar for your people to come and listen uh, make sure you get a copy see what it is and, and understand it and if you get the buzz when you look at the product when you when you look at the product and go wow this is awesome then other people will feel the same way if you look at a product and go yeah I'm just not that sure about it, it's not the right fit for you. You're not going to be able to confidently um, stand up and talk to people about it. I've done sales before we, before we started our own business. Um, I was working in corporate sales at a high-bordering level. You know, we're talking dollar deals and that kind of stuff. And if you couldn't legitimately stand in front and say, this is the best decision that you could possibly make as a company, if you don't feel it, yeah. There's absolutely no way that the sale will be made. And you have to do the introduction on a webinar. You have to stand behind the person that's presenting. And if you don't feel it, don't do the webinar.
1: Mm, yeah. I know it can be tempting um, because, you know, uh, once you start getting reputation around and people start coming and pitching you ideas and that kind of thing, it can look like it's something that you can just quickly, e- easily make a bit of money from. So there's that temptation there to just go and jump on it. Um, but it's really important to keep integrity, I guess, and make sure that what you're promoting and what you're sticking your name behind is going to be something that you can actually get excited about and,
0: yeah. and
1: you know, lend your name to. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. really really good point. Mm-hmm. Mm. And
0: then, it's, it's it's not an exact science either as well, Cindy. I mean, mm. sometimes you might look, you might think it's great, you might um, have re- done your research, you've, you've done everything right, and then, you know. Because it doesn't
1: it, right. It didn't
0: work or something wasn't quite the way it should have been. And if that happens, you know, your best point of action is to again to email out to your people and say, hey guys, sorry, we understand the problems, let's work together to solve it. Um, mm-hmm. but 90% of the time if you follow the what we just said, do research and make sure that you're you're understanding what you're putting in front of people because it is your name behind it, then you should be fine. You'll be doing okay. And it's easy to find products that fit Um, and again you can do something as simple as a Google search whatever your market is Um, so for example you mentioned Reporn which is our reputation management software and Hydravit which is our video marketing software if I Google either one of the terms around that so if I talk about uh, reputation management and put that into Google there'll be companies that pop up that have not competing software but maybe an ancillary services and that's a perfect match so I can reach out to them and see if we can do some cross-selling between our two companies. Um, the same with the video marketing. There's, there's an incredible uh, industry that, that fringes on video marketing. And, and as long as you have a, a product that's non-competitive, but, but aligns with what you're both trying to achieve, then that's an excellent opportunity to do something together.
1: Mm. so on most of your webinars you're selling software i don't think i've seen you selling um like training or um coaching or that kind of thing on webinars it's mostly software am i, I, I have in yeah. the past i okay. have um,
0: um done webinars where we've been uh, talking about a particular training program and um, you should, you know, I suggest you jump involved with the training program because it's amazing. Mm. Uh, and the training program is a 12-week session with our presenter and blah, blah. I have done it. Yeah. Um, from my personal experience, and everybody's going to be different, it's easier to, it's easier for me to show software because that's my space. It's easier for me to say, look what this can do for you, click the button and wow, um, rather than, Um, rather than talk about um, I believe that you are here in your evolution and by going through this training course, you're going to be there at the end. Um, So it's easy for me, but again, if I look at some of our colleagues and well-known people online, they equally talk about software as well as training or as well as training programs or courses or seminars. You know, I've seen webinars pitching live events. So you come to a webinar, 90 minutes or an hour, meeting someone specific and at the end what they're talking about is an event somewhere in the world and, you know, a special offer on tickets. So, you know, there's there's so many different products that are available for sale on webinar. Um, personally, I stay in software because I understand it and it's easy to see a result. Um, but, again, if somebody came to me with the right training program, I would for sure talk to my people about it.
1: Yeah, do you have any, when you're demonstrating software um, in a webinar, do you have any tricks um, that you can share with our listeners on how to really make sure that that demonstration comes across um, slick, how, it, like, how to actually present it so that it's going to sell?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, the, the first way to answer that is um, by not launching into a demonstration from the first moment that you're on camera or the first moment that the webinar's on. Why? Because the, the people that are there they want to answer the first question of why are we here for a start so there needs to be an explanation about um, about a problem so we're here to talk about this is a problem this is a problem in this particular marketplace or in this sector of the community or or yourself this is a problem that we have all seen I, you know can we agree that this is a problem so yes okay now i can acknowledge that my audience Sees that this is a, a problem for themselves or for a, a section of the of the world. Um, so now that I know that that's a problem, this is a known solution. A solution is we follow these steps. We do this, this, and this, and this solves that solution. Okay. Now let me show you some software that takes all of that middle part and makes it into a five-minute exercise instead of a five-month exercise. So if, if you need to be able to set the ground before you fire up the software, once you've done that, so that that comes in. And again, I know that you're seven-figure furnace guys have got how to structure a webinar as one of the components so again guys make sure you listen it's hugely valuable Um, so uh, once you've got the structure and you've walked through the problem and the identification and you're actually demonstrating how do you make sure that goes smoothly first of all practice I mean that goes without saying so make sure you know what you're showing you know better than anybody else in the world. Make sure you're the best at it. So that's number one. Number two, there's often things in software that take time to run. So it might be I've clicked on this button, and in effect, what happens is the software goes off and does all of this amazing stuff. Mm. And what I'm going to do is come back tomorrow and get the results. Okay, it's really hard to show that on a webinar. So if your software has um, components that that take time to run that need Um, to go and do a lot of research or whatever, do that before the webinar. So you will demonstrate setting it up and then you'll quite simply say, now while that's working, here's the one I ran yesterday and here's the results from the one I ran yesterday. So make sure that you've got the results easily um, demonstrable as well, easily visible for the people that are on the webinar. So they they don't have to um, sit there with 10 minutes worth of, pained silence while the software does it's all right. it's amazing because even even if it only takes 10 minutes actually let's it be even more finer even if it only takes five minutes okay it's a pained silence it's a if long time you've got five minutes to come okay yeah. so um, there's a lot of software that's instant of course you know click this bang it's done do this it, will, it takes you to the next step but if there's any. Um, steps of your software program specifically that take time to run Mm -hmm. then make sure that that's well prepared in advance
1: yeah absolutely and you know you don't have to go digging around for links so you know make sure that you have everything ready and there so that it's good to go
0: definitely exactly yeah
1: so um, I know we do, um, as you've alluded to in um, segment, Seven Figure Furnace coming up, uh, we're going to be interviewing quite a few people who are going to drill down into other topics uh, for your listeners. Um, specifically this month, we're just covering webinars, so we just want to make sure that you've got everything equipped for webinars and to make sure that you're doing them the best that you can. Um, Before we head out, Walt, do you have any last-minute tips, action points or anything that people who are, you know, really wanting to just dive into webinars can take and implement today?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Webinars are an incredible way of making money they really are they work so fantastically well and even if you've never done one before you'd really like to because obviously we're talking about money who doesn't want some more right so if you're sitting there thinking to yourself i'd really like to but you know i've never done before and i'm super scared what the great news is is that if you are um, beginning by bringing an expert to your audience okay they are doing the presentation all right First of all, let me say that the, the expert, the person who's doing the presenting, loves that opportunity. If you've got the audience, they have the product and you can put them together, that's a really welcome uh, introduction from the product creator's point of view.
1: And that's right. quite so easy. Just be, like, if you don't mind, I'll just jump in here um, mm. because, uh, you know, a lot of people, like you're alluding to here, a lot of people have products that, you know, they've put in all the work, like you, for example, um, and you would... If you can get 300 people, um, if you have like a mailing list or you have, um, you know, subscribers or somewhere to connect or drive traffic and get people into a webinar ring, there are tons of people like Walt that will want to just come in and sell stuff yeah. for you. And often, yeah. like, you guys pay 50%. Is it like usually... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So
0: you know, you've got the audience, mm. and there's a billion training courses on building audiences, and there's lots of things that you can do to, to drive traffic towards any webinar sign-up page, you just need to define the audience and run some ads to it. If you can bring the audience, the I guess my point being, don't feel scared about setting up a webinar um, because if the if the person you're bringing, they're going to do all of the hard work. So if you've never done it before, switch on your webcam and just do as Cindy did at this. Uh, at the beginning of this podcast. Hi, my name is Cindy, or of course whoever's listening would probably use your own name. That would be smarter. So <laughs> hi, this is me. And today we're going to be talking about da. And I'd like you to, I'd like to introduce you to somebody who has been an expert in that area and this is the person that I'm introducing. Uh, and they're going to talk to you for the next 30, 40, 50 minutes about A, B, and C. And by the end of it, you're going to have this in your toolkit. Now I'd like to hand over to you. That person if you can do a professional introduction your job is done mm-hmm. and yeah you can, you can earn up to 50% of every single sale so imagine if you're selling a a 500 or a thousand or even two thousand dollar product you're earning 50% of the Commission by doing two things a bringing the audience and b doing a professional introduction everything right. else is care of for you so don't be scared of webinars in fact Go out and speak to some people, and the very—I've always—I've always always used a bit of a mantra that action cures fear. So if you go out and you're dead set scared, and the first thing that you do is speak to someone and say, "Hey, would you like to run a webinar to my audience for your product?" I'm pretty sure you're going to get some positive responses. So you don't have to have that fear of rejection. Uh, If you've got the audience, then people are going to be happy to speak to you. If you don't have the audience, make that your first goal. So go and build an audience about a specific uh topic Mm -hmm. once you have the audience then you'll be easily able to find a webinar to suit.
1: you know the funny thing even if you totally goof this professional introduction it it really matter because people are going to forget you're on like camera for maybe 30 seconds to a minute doing the introduction and then you hand over to someone that's very confident and very you know great with the audience they do this a lot of times so even if you totally screw up the introduction, it's not the end of the world either, is so, so what we've
0: just done is take away every reason why you shouldn't be doing that.
1: <laughs> there you go. So you,
0: you can go. stuff up the introduction and still do extremely well on a webinar, which I've done and which we we know works. Then uh, you're you're in good company. fine. <laughs> right. So I'm just cool. get it done. Yeah. My tip would be just get it done. That's it.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, well, for coming in here and sharing so many gems, and I hope, you know, our listeners have had a lot of um, great notes to take and we will be able to move on um, in webinars. So thanks heaps for joining us.
0: My pleasure. Great to see you. All right. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to The 7-Figure Furnace with Cindy Donovan. If you like what you just heard, please share our web address, wildfireconcepts.com, with your friends and colleagues. To catch our previous podcasts, packed with more insight from self-made millionaire fire starters, check the archives on our website. This has been a Wildfire Concepts production. Join us again at our next edition of 7-Figure Furnace.